to the second episode of Gaming for the Culture, where I am your hostess with the mostess, Janae Benet, and we got our co-hostess with the utmostess, uh, Kevin, joining us again today. And then we have Charles and Anthony. Hey, hey what's going on, everybody? Hey. Uh, I was going to say nice save, Janae, with the hostess with the utmostess. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try my best. Uh, for the people at home, my name is Kevin Fair. I'm the CEO of I Play Games and Janae's co-host. I'm Charles Neesmith, uh, newly minted uh, attorney. Actually, I might have that done before May 1st because I just got paid. So, Wow. My name is Anthony. You know, um, people call me McCray. I am a cosplayer. I guess you can call me a gamer, although most of what I play is like, you know, RPGs. Uh, and I'm also a carpenter and a jack of all trades. So, yeah, just throwing that on out there. If you play RPGs, we let mobile gamers in here. No shade, no shade at all. But if we, if we let in mobile gamers, we definitely let you in. So that's no problem. <laughs> all right. So I have these lovely people on here today because our second topic is going to be about what happened in the fighting game community with not necessarily with low tier God and Sarah, but more so like the banning. Uh, there's been a lot of people actually getting banned in, between 2019 and 2020. So we definitely wanted to just to dive a little bit deeper inside of that. And um, Kevin is definitely a tournament organizer. I've ran tournaments and stuff in the past as well. And um, so we know like a little bit about that, but on a grand scale, I've never had to ban anybody. Quick recap, what happened? Low tier God for years has been saying prejudice things. I think he's been saying homophobic and transphobic things. I think this is just the first time in a long time that it's probably been captured and released. And Sarah, who's a trans woman, was very upset about it and, you know, was like, hey, I think I'm going to take a step back. Turns out Sarah has been saying the N-word since then, since then, right? And not only did she apologize and was like, hey, you know, I'm really sorry, but she also went back and was like, it's the black community or the black culture to blame that I'm saying the N word because if they don't like it, they shouldn't say, it. you know, we've all heard that before. And obviously that's just not, you know, that's not what we do. That's not how we <laughs> operate, uh, you know, period. But more so then Lothar God has been banned indefinitely from like Evo and then um, all the other tournaments, uh, the big tournaments kind of scooped up in and was like, yeah, you can't come here either. You know, just your basic, you can't sit with us. And then Sarah got banned and um, she's only being banned for a finite amount of time. I think it's about a year or something. Just on the ban sector, Kevin, you want to go in on what you know about banning? Like, have you had to ban somebody? You know, I was going to say, I do, I do not want to go in on the band section. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and, you know, I think I've generally had really good fortune in that most of the groups that I deal with are are very local people that I can probably say that I've had face-to-faces with. And so we haven't had to ban anyone because I think the, the attitude and, and those types of things are filtered down from the top we've been able to kind of say, hey, like we guard our language, we know one another. And so because we all know each other, I don't think we've had some of the the wild stuff that people say on the internet happen, right? But I have 
you know, consistently started to think about all of this more, you know, as a general idea, because as we're dealing more and more with these live events and how people perceive themselves or are using internet platforms to like widen their message, you know, it's becoming increasingly important to try to see if we can, you know, create uniform um, codes of conduct. And I think one of the things that probably prompts this type of thing is every time something goes wrong, right? So we only seem to bring, you know, these types of things up as something negative happens. And it's becoming more and more evident that that's not a way to, you know, solve a problem, mostly because, you know, we're we're handling these things on individual basis. And that means from organizer to organizer is being handled on an individual basis. And so for me, I've kind of started to put together questions and think about not only code of conduct, but I also think that it's a part of the event space for video games specifically that we need to start buffing up in general. So, yeah, no, you know, I think it's cool that we've got a couple of guests here with us today because I don't try to pretend like I'm a lawyer or that I know anything better. I think, you know, people have their occupations and their professions and that's how you get these types of things taken care of. And so, you know, I was excited when you said that Charles was going to be on the show because I was like, great, here's someone that we can consult legally on how do you get started on something like this? And I think that's where most of this starts, right? How do you like normalize a code of conduct and have people adhere to it, especially as an event organizer, an agreement, contractual agreement type of basis? What are some things that, you know, if I were going to ask Charles, like, what would you do to have a code of conduct that people kind of like are legally binded to or bound to rather at an event? So the first thing I would do, you would make rules, but you don't want to make more than five. Typically, more than five rules is a little bit much for so many people to catch on at one time to get right. You don't want more than five. And you want those rules to be your rules of engagement, basically. Make them short, sweet, and simple. But what you want to do is make those rules where there are ways for people to not harass each other so that your forum where people are speaking to each other or, or interacting with each other so that it's uniform for the things that you won't allow. And as long as it's uniform and simple, that'll you know keep you from running into so many things because some of the people there, they're probably sponsored. They're there because they're sponsored. Yeah. It's their appearance. It's a business now. At the same token, your business is also a business. So your bottom line comes just before theirs in protecting your uh, constituents. As far as banning is concerned, they don't always have a leg to stand on there because, again, it's a business. This is not something that the government's doing. It's not government action. This is somebody's business. So So you're speaking from the standpoint of a business. What about the banning? Because there has been, or the band, there has been like a lot of people who have been banned for allegedly molesting people, mm-hmm. sexual assault sexual cases. Assault, they, yeah. Yeah. Sexual Harassment, assault. All of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. All of that. So with them not having their day in court to actually prove it, but going to social media court instead where people are like, you know, I believe you did this or I don't believe they did this or whatever the case is, does banning someone hurt their, I don't want to say image. Is that defamation for someone who has these alleged cases but hasn't actually been convicted like what can that person do do they have any rights at all to appeal it um in a better way because you know if i ban you i personally firmly think you did something wrong 
And I'm not going to try to listen to you because for the business, I want to keep all these other people safe. For it to be defamation, it would have to be something disparaging that they're saying to that person's character. And if they're a public figure, it's very hard to get that because then they'd have to, in court, they'd have to prove a lawsuit. This isn't criminal, okay? This is civil. But they'd have to prove that what's being said or what was done, it damages their reputation, but that it was malicious. And that's really hard. What happens What happens if it's not just a person who wants to go, but a person who owns the business? Say I sell video game hair bows and I am, you know, I'm working at these places and someone goes, you did this as do I have any, do I have um, more of a chance as a business instead of just an individual or it's the same thing? Well, it's the same thing because you're in the public eye like that. You're still going to be considered a celebrity in the eyes of the court. And again, it would have to be malicious. So if it's being said about you in rumors and you're a public figure, mm, you're not really going to get that. Now, maybe, and this is rare, but maybe you could get to the point where somebody has ruined a definite benefit to you on a contractual basis. You see what I'm saying? That's a tort, that's an interference yeah. with your business contract. But then again, part of your contract probably has to deal with things that were already in place for your rules of engagement. So if you violated mm-hmm. those, okay. you've already kind of breached that contract in the first place. And that's that, okay. that's that, that's that a, lot of, a lot of sense. Yeah, and that's a lot of where because the media is so large, Forums are so large with so many people on them, the way people engage together. So people kind of, they kind of miss the point of, did a government action do this? Is it really liable or slander because it's not true? But then there's enough information that it could be true. But this person is a public celebrity anyway. So I see. Okay. Well, that's pretty good information. A lot of people have been getting banned. So it's just like, do these people even have a chance to be like, I want to come back or you know what I mean? And and I know saying someone did something to you is never a light thing to do. You know what I mean? It's never right. easy and things like that. And some of that stuff you can't take back, whether it's true or false, because then it looks badly on you. It looks badly on them. And then this whole thing happens. So that's definitely good to get a clear head on what that looks like. I still hope I never have to ban anybody. Like I've banned people from my Twitch and stuff for saying like racist, um, racist things and things like that. And um, a part of the reason why I'm a crazy here, cause you know, or sorry, Anthony um, is here is because he's a part of the black LGBTQ community. And I definitely didn't want to say anything because I'm not within the community. I only know how I feel as a black person to what Ciro is saying. And then as you know, McCray who has been attacked on many angles, not directly by low tier guy by what he says i've only been attacked on like two angles which is being a woman and being black he's definitely equal opportunity insulter so you know he definitely takes those opportunities so mccray what do you think first of all what are your have you ever personally interacted with ltg yeah twice well <laughs> multiple times multiple times on like social media like facebook but in person twice did he ever bring that energy to you off social media? No, that- no. <laughs> like, and you, and you know, like, um, <laughs> the first time we argued, 
it was because he had posted like some something like that was like extremely sexist. And I'm like, how do you claim to like love women and you post smut like this? And we was yeah. arguing back and forth about it. And Melanie came up and it was just a bunch of stuff. And then like I got frustrated. I'm like, you know, I'm done with this conversation. And then he's like, next time I see you, it's on site. <laughs> and he saw me at Frosty's and he introduced himself and everything. And he did ne- definitely did not have that same he, energy. He met on site for an introduction. You took it out of context. <laughs> he met on site like, hey, it's your boy. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think I think that's interesting. Right. Because I've interacted with him and he is like super mellow. You know what I yeah. mean? He just be like, hey, what's up? But, on, you know, on line he's aggressive he's loud he's opinionated and so what's interesting is that this is the nail in the coffin this is what got him banned um he definitely said some very hateful things and things that are weird like he doesn't respect trans people if they don't do a certain thing and mm-hmm. and things like that i feel like i feel like i would feel bad if i said it myself so i didn't want to say it um <laughs> even though you know this podcast isn't really rated i just feel like me as a person cannot say those things but you know he was just saying these things and blah 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 and he only respects the other side and blah 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 and it was just kind of like Okay, you know, when I saw it, I was like, here he go again, right? There was Mm -hmm. no like, oh my gosh, how could he? Because we all know that this is him. This is the energy. This is what happens. But why do you think now of all times this went like, why do you think now he's getting banned? I think he's getting banned now is because it's become a bigger issue. Like a lot of times when he does, when he says these things, nobody really picks an issue with him. They just let him say what he wants. Blasero picked an issue. Her fans picked an issue. So because like people are like, yo, you can't allow this. Like that's wrong. Then th- that's really was was really happened. Do you think that if I went to one of these things and I was like, LTG is being racist and sexist and it really makes me feel uncomfortable. Do you think they would respond to that? I, I don't, I, I honestly prejudice cannot is the say. Correct, prejudice is the correct yes, word. Yes, prejudice yeah. is definitely the correct yeah. word, not racist. Yeah. Um, but I, I honestly cannot say that they would react to that. I think that's the discussion that I've seen that, you know, um, transphobia and racism are treated differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's why Sarah got this year banned and uh, LTG got a forever banned. You know, my thing is if we're banning people, ban people. You know, no one thing it should be greater than the other. If you're going to do it, do it. And I think that's the only thing I have to say about that. Like, if you're going to be even, be even, because mm-hmm. he shouldn't have said that. But Sarah shouldn't have said that. And then came back and doubled down and was like, black people are the problem. And you're like, how? You know, so, and, and what are the who are these black people that you grew up with? Like, mm-hmm. what was their education? What was, um, you know, what, which class were they in? Were they self-hating black people? Did they like really <laughs> invite you in and was using the N word and then you used it? And because you weren't using the hard ER, it was like, oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it's just a lot of questions. I feel like the two incidents should be treated as isolated incidents because like as you said no nothing is uh greater than the other low tier god has a long history of he's a repeat offender yeah yeah like you like he he consistently does this like as far as we know 
you know, outside of like what's been said, Cero has only been using like niggas since like, you know, that post. Like I haven't heard him say it. And this is the first time it's come to my attention. Now that doesn't excuse okay. him right. at all. Like I do feel like because uh, you know this word in particular is very polarized. And I don't care what black people have allowed you to say this word. Yeah. You should only say that in the comfort of them, not elsewhere. That's big. That's big facts. If you're going to be like that, be like that around the people that you know. Like I have three older sisters. I can be a brat as much as I want with them. But let me get into public and act funny. People are going to be like, you need to come collect her. Like, I don't know <laughs> where she thinks she is, but come collect her. And I think it's the same energy. That yeah. shouldn't be your free card to be like, oh, well, my my friend lets me say it. Like, even if I was to do- adopt a baby that wasn't my color, I'd be like, you can't do that. Right. Well, here's what I think is really important to kind of keep in mind here, right? Because we're talking about, you know, the results of why these things happen. You know, we could probably, we got, we, we would need 10 podcasts to talk about, um, <laughs> you know, bad language about, you know, how we use language and derogatory terms mm-hmm. and things used to degrade other people. But in the context of why this person won't be attending particular events anymore, I think a lot of this has to do with how these things have been dealt with from the top. And I think that's where, you know, I think there's a lot of growth that we can kind of have, right? Mm-hmm. So all there there are a lot of people who have done tons of offensive things in a lot of the gaming communities, mostly because it hasn't been something that's been necessarily policed harder than the other. It's only because of social media, uh, streaming platforms, that a lot of these things are being brought to light because now it's like, well, hey, wait a second. We can't represent ourselves as a group and we're allowing this type of behavior to happen on our platform. You know, so Twitch takes its terms of use and end user license agreement very seriously. And they've said, hey, here's what we want to avoid. And I think one time, Janae, remember we were chatting and I just made the point that I said professional sports go through the same things, too. They have they have people who enforce particular rules. The uh, league is a league. Then the league also leans on top of these organizations, which are generally the teams that participate. And then the free agents all agree to some level of, of code of conduct, knowing that there are several governing bodies that can pretty much say, hey, listen, this is in breach of our code of conduct. And here's where we clearly see it that way. And we will not in, we will no longer take your agency for this particular group. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, gaming hasn't had that type of organization primarily because once again almost everyone are coming to these things as independent groups you know so even even though a lot of these fighting game tournaments and sometimes you know all of the genres across the board whether it be rocket league whether it be nba 2k all of these things are are based on independent tournament runners who do not act as a cohesive unit with like a larger organization so again i always point to people the nba is the league the teams are the are organizations that are team owners that have their own code of conduct. They can issue their own type of disciplinary actions. And then the league can decide to say, hey, so here's how we want all of you guys to act. And so, you know, it, it, to me, it doesn't matter whether you used it at home with your ace boom cone from back in the day. 
I could care less about that. That's not the, you know, the actions I'm trying to police per se, because the message hasn't been clear, right? Because Janae's coming to the to this uh, NRS tournament to participate as Janae. She has no standard to live up to. There's no team that says, hey, so here's the bare minimum, you know, behavior we expect of you. And then the team, you know, the organization doesn't suffer anything. And then I would also go to add that the events themselves, they can say, well, we don't hold any beholdens to any of these participants. They paid us their money. And realistically, unless they've broken a law that we can we have like solid proof on, we have difficulty trying to go after these groups legally or trying to say they can or can't do something. And so, you know, that's the one thing, like I said, I, I want to try to dive into more of because, again, people are going to do and say what they want in the privacy of their own home. They're going to say, hey, me and my friends been talking like this forever in a day. I don't see why this is any of your business to tell me what I can and can't do. It's not true to a degree. It's true because we have no binding agreement. There's nothing we can bind a lot of people to for that. And this leaves us in this situation of trying to make more police out of people who don't <laughs> who don't know how to judge <laughs> these things, right? Yeah. They don't know how to judge any of this. They're trying to say based on, and then you know what? It's the most noble part of most of us that are trying to say, hey man, we we know that's offensive and that's wrong, that's hurtful, that's hate speech, et cetera, et cetera. But then even after something that seems really basic, like understanding that, how do you go about um, punishing that? How do you go about enforcing said punishment? And, um, you know, those are the types of things. I think if we could start to get like focus on that, you know what I mean? Because once again, you, you, you're going to have a hard time policing people, you know, when when Blast Zero gets to say, well, it's something that I, I learned, you know, just in my living culture. Well, we don't have any bearing over how or why they did that. You almost need to be like, well, I don't care that you used it with your friends, you know, from the from the neighborhood. Yeah. We're saying that as long as you participate in X, Y, Z, if we you find it, you can't do it. Right? Mm. <laughs> we're not we're not trying to hear. We're not trying to hear the reasons that got you to this point. We're not here to try to sympathize with that. You know, you had a bar of behavior that we said and you broke it. But, you know, I I definitely feel what you're saying. We can't police people unless you sign, you know, and when you do come to these tournaments, you know, the terms and, and uh, conditions, you definitely agree to being like, OK, this is what I am or I'm not going to do whether or not you read through it. And so I just think it is. Um, uh Oh, I'm sure he'll come back in a moment. Uh, there he goes. There it goes. Yep. Charles, what, what, so what do you think, Charles? Let's see, if you had a lawyer for this thing, that's how the lawyer has to think to help Bingo. uniform. Yep. And so let's say once, twice, three times the suspension. And they say, well, what is it that's going to give me suspension? Well, when you use that word, they say, well, if somebody black comes on here and they use that word, well, we're going to give them suspension because we already told them what it was before they did it. You know, and if it's if it's that large of a form, you know, you designate someone to, you know, they're in the back, they're monitoring, they're listening for those types of things. And that's OK. It's just it comes with the territory because if it's uniform, if it's uniform. Right. It's right. It's all said. You see, yeah. so then that's between. So the, when it comes to the dealing between you and the people that sponsor that person where the money's being made. You know, to bring people in, to bring the attention to it, because that's what marketing does. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. That's what it does. But th there's already an understanding there for, hey, this is how it goes. Now, when the person has their own personal thing and they say, yeah, 
I grew up in Queens, so I can say these things. Okay, so that's, and even in the court, that still goes back to, you know, nobody's taking judicial notice of that. Because in the court, I think right. people should ask, what would Captain America do? And we ain't seen him say <laughs> yeah. that. But, you know. Right. But I mean, well, because people are going to say, okay, you said that with your friends in Queens. And they'll say, well, there's a larger black population in Atlanta. and They don't know you. You see, so that's that's mm-hmm. also the reason why an excuse like that doesn't work, because it, what what that excuse is saying is that, no, these people that allowed me to be a part, these people that embraced me in their culture, in their black culture in Queens, I resent them, too. So I should be able I should be able to say these things in public around other black people and resent them because I don't know the difference. That's not that's not the problem of black people. That's not that's not stepping on your coins. What that is, is you, you as a, as a user don't have a respect for your own forum. And, and. And you should have said, I blame Ray Ray and Pookie and them. You can't just say, I blame black culture. You should be like, I blame them. They told me it was okay. And then I came up on here and Mm -hmm. showed my behind, like at least narrow it down. Like you, like, it felt like she didn't even try. Um, But an interesting thing you said is, you know, like about the business and, and how, it would like affect it and everything. It, I was on uh, women of the FCC panel at Evo in 2019. So nice. this past year and Sherry said something really interesting. She was like, you know, I had a stalker and I went to the TOs and I was like, will you guys ban this guy? And they were like, no, we're not going to do that. We're not, or, you know, they just were like, no, you know, you can't really prove anything, blah, blah, blah. And then she went to Evo and Evo was like, you know, Mr. Wizard and them. She was like, hey, and they were like, no problem. Then everybody else followed suit. And so one interesting thing is why does it take, I get that, you know, we considered Evo as like the head honcho and why does it, why does it take them uh, for you, for us to do it on a smaller scale? You know, that's something that I really wasn't excited to hear. Another thing is, is do you think if there are more offenders, like people who are constantly doing this thing, like um, one, I, I feel like me and Kevin had this conversation where we were talking about how women's safety isn't taken seriously at these things because women are not the 51% that buy, compete, and, you know, they don't buy and they co- don't compete at the tournament. So guess what? They're not the majority of people who are spending money. Women will show up, they will play, they will spectate, all of that fun stuff. But because they're not the 51%, it's like, okay, but if one person don't feel safe, it's not a big deal. But now that, you know, the question is not from like safety and everything, but now that it's toward, we're going to start banning people. Do you think that if the 51% started being offenders, like top eight players and things like people who, you know, the reason why people come out to see these people play, do you think they would really start banning those people? Because now you are messing with their money. Um, I've heard things like, oh, that's why infiltration can't be touched. Um, But I think there's a deeper story there. I'm not saying, I know that he was like convicted and everything, but there was also Mm -hmm. like something else going on. So I don't want to speak on that like period, but they're like, they were mentioning people and being like, this is why such and such is untouchable because they're the money maker. Do y'all really think that they would just be like, you're banned off of the code of ethics? Cause that's messing up their money, which drives them. So there's, so that's still where we're, we're, we're blurring the line between law and between civil and criminal law. 
And it's also where we're blurring the line between a government versus this business that we perceive is so large. <laughs> From a legal standpoint, when you walk into a courtroom, the buck does stop there. It doesn't matter about all the Trumpism and things like that. When that order is laid down, the bailiff comes to take you away. But that's criminal. So if you rape somebody, if you sexually assaulted somebody, I mean, it's not really called rape as a crime. It's called sexual assault. You sexual assaulted someone and, you know, there's enough evidence to convict you after you've been indicted, then yes, absolutely. You can expect to be, you know, get a felony and you're going to go to... Typically, you're going to go to prison or you're going to serve a very harsh and long probation, depending on what you did in that state. But when it comes to civil, most of the time, it's only preponderance of the evidence. I'm going to sue you for an injury to me and get the court to levy a lien or a fine on you to pay. The media is going to blow it out of proportion or blow it into proportion for people to understand that this is wrong. And from there, it's like what you're saying now, where it's like, well, if, if this person is doing this and we can't get the big dog business with the marketing to say it's wrong, how does it look? How does it turn out? Well, if nobody's doing the rape kit and going after it and going to the police, then I'm sorry to say, no, no, it's not going to happen like that until somebody comes there. Because the whole reason you in court on a serious matter, like a felony or something like that, is because you're playing with somebody's life. If they go to jail, they lose part of their life. They could lose their life in jail. So are businesses then obligated to be like, you have a felony, you can't come? Like a no. known felony? Right. No, no, no. So that's, no. What I, that's what I mean. That's what they I may mean. Be, so- they may be obligated because they held, um, so let's say uh, gaming culture held an event at this place and they and the place were responsible for security. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a negligence problem there to sue for not criminal on your not criminal on gaming cultures in but maybe some negligence or they go after or you know somebody a lawyer for this person is going to go after the uh, actual place that held the place and then because of the contract gaming culture sign they're going to be liable to some extent so they're going to say we got sued because this person got raped and our security was bad and gaming culture owes us a little bit of money because they brought all these people here you know, it's interesting. Um, if you guys remember what happened at Evo, I don't think that's what happened. You guys remember with the roofies and things like that? I don't think mm. there was a lot of legalities with like Red Bull who threw the party. And then I think it was the esports arena that actually held the party. They took care of those contracts ahead of time. Mm. There's indemnity, liability, things like that. Took care of that ahead of time. And it also depends on the jurisdiction you're in, too. But and the reason I say that is because we all understand that that rape and sexual assault, that is that's a pretty heinous act that oftentimes the victim is blamed for. And the reason why that's really, really messed up is because the whole idea behind this thing being a a crime is the intent behind it. So, it, it you know, this person committed a crime. That doesn't mean that the person that. That is the victim actually had anything to do with the crime. Can't stop crime. It's going to happen. Somebody has a guilty mind. They're going to do it. You see, or they're going to attempt it. McCray, what do you think? You had your, you, you. Uh... Look, I'm, I'm just here listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, I don't disagree with anything that Charles said. Like he's spot on, like with everything. Yeah. I just, it, it's, it's, it's crazy how you start from this one point and then it just branches out into all these other problems and things that, 
you know, I think I don't want to say esports, but specifically the FGC probably has not tackled yet. Like I'm sure league probably has things, you know, that are set in place for this. Um, they have press people. They don't exactly get the training that, um, you know, the NFL or the NBA gets with uh, media, but like they have people where they're like, what questions are you going to ask them? You can't just roll up on somebody and ask questions right now. The FGC for me is really good content because I can just roll up on somebody and ask questions unless they're on a prestigious team that um, has like a thing that I need to go through. And even then it's not as hard as me going to talk to someone who's on the bears, you know? So. Well, um, see, see that now, now I'll tell you where, so let's say somebody has a GC, which is your general counsel. That's usually mm-hmm. your lawyer. Your GCs already helped to put those policies in place in the employment agreement with whoever's there. Even if they sign a contract and they're not an employee, I'm I'm a celebrity. Just like um, Kevin was saying about the NFL and things like that. I play football for this team, but I probably pay a 1099. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. even in that situation, in that contract, somebody's gonna say, I got an I got an I got a disagreement because I go over here and they ask me questions. Really? Let's read that contract you signed. It's in there. And if it's not, bad on the GC. You got a lot of things coming your way. These things are so boilerplate because of all of the progress that was made just for these specific situations between the 1920s and the 1970s, even down to when it came to women in the locker room, being able to interview somebody. I remember and that. You remember that? You remember that? Yep. Sh- shout out to those women who, 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 who did that. Not against the male's privacy or anything like that, but how else were they supposed to work? And and then but it also comes to when you have a celebrity who comes out about their sexuality and and the whole thing behind don't tread on me for not being straight. The whole thing legally behind that is nowhere in a business contract. Rarely will you find a business contract saying, I care who you sleep with as long as it doesn't bring uh, disgrace to us. And people should know that, you know, because because to be homosexual, to be trans, these things are normal when it comes to human mm-hmm. beings. They're normal. And they've been they you say, well, they've been happening forever. Even that's uh, my, my, my apologies, McCray, because I'm I'm trying to really I know, get ahead, my legal ahead, and everything there. You know, <laughs> it's, it's even even for somebody to say, well, these things have been here forever is still a little off putting because the truth of the matter is the saying really should be. So what's the problem? Well, this person's yep. gay. Yeah. Okay. So they're human. Yeah. Okay. So then what's the problem? Well, I don't want to buy what you're selling. Oh, well that's a business problem. Okay. So you say, well, well, well now I'm in here, I'm at this forum. I'm going to say these things that make my brand attractive. Well, the forum comes in and says, that's fine. We don't exactly need your the attraction you bring to our brand. You need our forum to play our to play the game today to get seen. And if you want to get seen, you'll tone it down. Well, that's how I get my fans. Well, then find another forum. Well, then I'll I'll advertise against your forum. Okay. Well, then our lawyers will see you if it's anything that debases our forum and you're messing with our coins to get our contracts with other people. Because th- then we have something proven that we can go to court for and say we're suing you for this. Now, for somebody that touched someone, that's too that now that really does straddle two areas. They straddle civil and criminal. So it's assault. See the sexual assault mm-hmm. or assault. I can sue you for assault. 
In some states, I can see sexual assault or the problems that came after that because of what you did. I can't go to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and, you know, and these are people see, cause what the way it affects people is, and I've seen this in court too, is when I, when I, when I've shadowed other lawyers coming up through law school and things like that is what you don't see during the trial is the family and the people of those that were hurt. So this person is experiencing that. Well, they, when they go to work, if they have a conversation with their coworker, wow, is this person looking at me? Cause they're going to do something. And see, that's how Me Too comes in and things like that. Is this person looking at me because they're worried I'm trans, but are they looking at me because they're worried about what's between my legs? What do I do? You see? And and mm-hmm. when and this is that little piece of hate fed every day that this person has to deal with, and that's not in their contract to have to deal with that. So yep. as a celebrity, that person doesn't get to say, I come in and say anything I want to say. Mm, okay, well, do that on your form. Now, if your form allows that, that's what I meant. That goes back to what Kevin was getting at with the NFL, because for for arguments purposes, the NFL is actually. So, yeah, we know that they have biases and things like that baked in like pizza rolls to the plate. You leave them there for 10 minutes is supposed to be on for five. So, you know, it's baked in. But still, the NFL is going to make or try to make that uniform rule. And look at Antonio Brown. Is he playing? Right. Exactly. (laughs) See, is he playing yeah. now? His maybe his gripe right now is, man, they do me wrong because I'm black. But they don't do all these other players like this. Yeah, but nobody's in the news with it. Correct. Yeah. So if you read his contract, it's probably there. Don't bring disparagement to this organization. So I, I hope that answers your question, Janae. It's 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 if you don't blur the line. Yeah, for sure, you definitely you. you- you I overstand now, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. 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 If you don't blur the lines and you keep it uniform. And just my personal advice is to keep it at keep no more than five. It's hard to remember something over five. It really is. No matter how highly intelligent you are, Medulla Alangata, over five, that means you're thinking of over five things to tailor what you do. Yeah. That, that's a whole lot of work. Okay. Um, does anyone have anything else to say? That was definitely informative and insightful. Um, things that I don't think about because I don't wake up in the morning being like, whose rights am I going to violate today? People do that. You know, I would hope not. But um, the only thing I can say is that I was at a tournament. I think it was maybe this past year or it was the year after the Madden shooting in Florida and there was mm. more police officers. And I just remember being worried because I was black, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. Black woman, but I was, I was still black. So, well, I mean, your fear, you know, your, your, your fear is, is, is your fear. Cause it goes with your experience. It goes with things you just saw the day before. Yeah. So, and I think I think the worst thing is just misunderstanding. Right. Like you, that's just what comes up. But I, I don't want I don't want to get into it. Like <laughs> I don't want right. to get into it. But um, yeah, I just this is just very informative in, in general. Like I didn't know any of this before we talked. Um, I don't know how much Kevin and Anthony knew, but I I'm definitely I don't know. It just gives you something to think about. The more things that happen in esports and the fighting game community, the more you start to be like, how can I contribute? How can I do this? How can I do that? Um, mm-hmm. Does anyone have any last thoughts before I um, shut it down? I did kind of want to go back to uh, what Blasterro said about okay. um, 
it's the black it's black culture's fault. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> so while, while we all have an issue with what she said, we do as black people hold some accountability for why it is mm-hmm. that everyone feels the need to use nigga. The minute mm-hmm. we stopped use we started using it in mixed company, we allowed everybody else to use it. Because mm-hmm. back then, we, like when I was coming up, we didn't say that in front of like white people or any mm-hmm. other like race or ethnicity. It was just only amongst us. And I remember I said it in the grocery store once and my mom popped me in the mouth. You don't say that here. Mm-hmm. Right. That, right. This is very right. interesting because I'm, I grew up in a Jamaican household. Saying that is a bad word. Like you mm-hmm. don't want to be called that. Now Jamaican people are kind of more so being like, hey, my nigga, hey, blah, blah, blah. But like, it was bad. Like if someone called you that, that was like really disrespectful. You know, it meant like mm-hmm. you were dirty, you were scummy, you were like the lowest form. And so growing up, I didn't really use the word either. And then when I got around like other black people and like they were using it and stuff like that, it didn't mean anything to me. But I can honestly say that I haven't not until I was about 23 did I hear like in person, you know, you watch videos, but in person did I hear someone who wasn't black. Nope, I'm lying. There was a lot of Latino kids in my high school. And I was like, I guess it's okay, right? Because I didn't I didn't get it. They wasn't calling me. And so like all I knew was like if they weren't calling me it, I'm good. So um but then I mm. thought it was like okay. And then I graduated from that to like do you want a box? Um, and just what's interesting about it is that <laughs> that was real subtle, huh? You didn't catch it. Um, yeah, I caught it. Uh, what's, interesting, yeah. what's interesting is that we don't hear people using other terms. Like uh, the other day I was watching something and I realized that Charlie was a derogatory term because I looked it up. I was like, why do they keep calling them that? You know, like me yeah. being dumb, innocent. Why do they keep calling yeah. them? And I was like, oh. And so I looked up a list, right? Because I don't want this to keep happening. I don't want someone to say something in front of me that, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of goes over my head and I'd be like, that's not okay. Um, mm-hmm. So I looked up a list and I'm like, look at all these derogatory terms to pick from. And y'all mm-hmm. stay calling people niggas mm-hmm. as, as camaraderie, as this, as that. Even like Latinx people, you mm-hmm. have your own words. Y'all can call each other and you still use the N-word like, oh, I, okay, but if I walked up to you and I said something and I was like, but my novio was Guatemalan, so I get to say this, you're not going to be okay. Right. Janae, you don't have to be doing that voice like that, Janae. <laughs> 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 that's how they sound to me. But, like, so, so, Janae, and I think we've had commentary on this uh, in previous episodes. Here's the thing. The N-word in a lot of ways is an incredibly complicated issue. And it's not, I, I can understand where you're coming from on that, McCray. And I definitely feel like in a lot of ways, my school of thought was definitely built around that is to stop using mm-hmm. it so publicly in that way. And then some people are like, listen, black, white or other, I don't use it at all. The mm-hmm. issue here is, is it's not necessarily a word per se. Like It just happens to be the word for us in a lot of ways. But the reality mm-hmm. is, is that, Once again, the word has been successfully used intergenerationally amongst black people because it's a word that says, I identify the struggle in you. 
The things mm-hmm. that we struggled with back in the 30s, back in the, you know, at the turn of the 19th century or the 20th century, if I'm saying that right, at the are still there. You could look mm-hmm. to your dad and say, I dealt with police brutality. And he can say, son, yes, I did, too. You can mm-hmm. look to your black mother, your sisters who will say, I'm not being treated as a symbol of beauty simply because of the, you know, because I'm darker than somebody else. And you mm-hmm. and your mama could say, you know what? I went through the same thing, too. It's us Mm -hmm. using the term successfully in that way because it's how we have expressed unity and camaraderie. And then I think Mm -hmm. what makes it more complicated, you add this other layer to it, is that other people know that our struggle is very much built through a lot of spoken language and word. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to connect with us in a way that they think is like, oh, well, that should be cool because I see you using it. Right. they're th- to them, it's like, well, we didn't even cut y'all. Didn't, y'all have been using this word for X amount of years. I thought it was how y'all expressed mm-hmm. y'all was cool mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the reason why we don't like it, if I'm going to say anything, the reason we don't like it is because we know y'all don't know how to act. Yeah. You're going to use right. it in a Pretty way much. to demean and degrade over right. and over again. And so we've had a hard stop on that. And so the thing that I've always thought was super, super funny about this is that everybody keeps trying to figure out the rules to unlock whether or not you could use the N word or not. Instead of being like, how do we be cool with black people and make them equals in this country so that we develop another word to express camaraderie? Like when I want to say this is my boy, we got a new word and we ain't got to use that no more, regardless Mm -hmm. of what your skin color is. And so, like, I just find it funny when we try to go like, well, the influx of of use is coming from black culture that continues Uh to use it when it's just like crazy. It's I, don't even like, I don't even like being like, that's my ombre. Like, that's rude to me. <laughs> yeah. That's right, right. That is rude. We would have well, been came up with a new cool word. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. If we didn't have to worry about, if we didn't have to worry about, Dag, am I going to be able to get a job? Or Dag, I hope I'm safe after this, you know, after the police pulled me over. If we mm-hmm. didn't have to worry about some of those things, we would have been right. came up with a cool We're word like, that everybody can yeah. use. Yeah. Right? We'll see. Those we'll see small some- potatoes. Well, see, but that's the thing. We've come up with cool words like that since the moment the first change dropped in the Bahamas and in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, you right. We've come up with words for that, you know. Um, yeah. And that's the thing is what. So, Janae's seen me rant about this before. I'm gonna make it real quick without a lot of legalese. It took me bef- a little bit before law school to understand how this worked. And the the huge issue with that, and and this is how sick racism is. Okay against what we call black people is that first of all we literally from canada to argentina we are an ethnicity but we're not an ethnicity that existed in africa because africa is a continent we're made up of all of them plus whatever we ran into accidentally or otherwise here and as Mm -hmm. such we're an ethnicity we're a diverse one but we are an ethnicity so a lot of those people that say, well, I can say it because I, I, I'm identifying with y'all and I see your struggle, even though I'm not black. Well, the problem with that is they still haven't correctly respected our ethnicity. They look at it like, well, yeah, most of you speak English. Yeah, because everybody want to be black until they, until they, you know what I mean? Like everybody right. want to be black and, until it's a and that's, and, Right. And that's, what I, and that's what I'm saying. We literally, and I'm not, I'm not getting into any ADOS type stuff. I'm saying we literally are, <laughs> and we're an ethnicity of the diaspora that didn't exist over there. We, we were made over here out of all of those ethnicities. 
because some you, because even some of those ethnicities kind of they see things that they're related to us and then they see things that are foreign and it's like why is that foreign? It was because this person's other ancestor from the same continent was from Ghana, not from Cameroon. They are very far from each Can other. Can I tell y'all something? Can I tell y'all something? Don't laugh at me. I'm already <laughs> laughing. I did not see my first for real light skinned person until, mm-hmm. like, in person. Until, until I met Kevin. <laughs> 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 until college and I so my 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 roommate was peanut butter color but mm-hmm. I was like you're light skin you're light skin and she was like Janae nah. no I'm not <laughs> and I was like yes you are like I don't you know you and she was like no she's light skin he's light skin so it yeah. took me a while so like I think for someone who had to learn all of this stuff so quickly because the elementary school which really shaped my like what is black and things like that in a very bad way. Cause all the white people I was r- around, it was mm-hmm. me and another girl and we were both the same skin color. So they was always calling me my name. So I didn't deal with colorism until mm. I got around like light skin people who were like preferred. And so um, not to turn this into, did you like black AF, you know, on Netflix? <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> no, <laughs> he said no. <laughs> I'm going to be fair and say that it's for a certain type of black person and then just move on. It's also geared towards <laughs> white people. But I do want to wrap this up and just end it right there. Um, you know, not give anybody a chance to really elaborate on their opinion whatsoever. Yeah, I just want to thank you guys for being on the show. Thank you all for having me. And your opinions and being 100% honest and not laughing at me for seeing my first light-skinned person <laughs> and not knowing that they were light-skinned to then marrying a light-skinned. Who, who would have right. thought? Who would have thought? Who right. An, an thought? average black American would have thought it. <laughs> right. I know, right? We, you would look at it and say, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's how it happens. So, you know. Man, yeah. thank y'all, thank y'all for having me, man. Um, and you know, uh, earlier, earlier, thank you, McCray, for that because you know for letting me speak like that. Because honestly, like growing up, there's a lot of homophobia in the South, and to unlearn mm-hmm. those things, to unlearn those things is yeah. it's not it's not just feeling it on the inside. It's actually you got to walk it every day because it's everywhere. And once you know, again. I got in yeah. trouble for that because of my Jamaican culture. I was saying things mm-hmm. that that I wasn't necessarily calling someone gay, but I was mm-hmm. just saying it because it's not a good word, right? It's right. like, if I were to call you stupid, like that's what I was using it as. And like, it took me a really long time because I didn't have no problem. You know what I mean? And I would be yeah. like, my cousin's gay, which like- And that's, yeah, like, see, no, that's that slippery slope. And I was just yeah. like, I don't get it. And so yeah. that's why I can be like, oh, I can see how such and such has grown from this, this and that, because, you know, you're right. But we didn't deal with that because I still loved my cousin. Like mm-hmm. I was still ready to box when, you know, they was treating me bad, but like yeah. I still loved my cousin. So to me, I didn't understand how- awful it was and you know and then you learn that it's, it's very awful so no you are you're absolutely yeah. correct yeah because for those of I you think- that read out there if you're listening baldwin was gay and you know read baldwin. <laughs> and i use that often often yeah there was a few other people amongst the civil rights movement that were they were just treated like trash and there was a lot of homophobia that actually existed amongst them johnny mathis 
Yeah. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I we feel like a lot there. of us do have to unlearn a lot of uh, behavior because I definitely used to be like, man, that's gay all the time. <laughs> Whole time yeah, I'm like- out here k- kissing boys. <laughs> <laughs> what a catch 22. What a catch 22. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> see? That's it's, you know th- that 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 whole thing. I just I, I like I, Janae. I like what you're doing every time you update me with gaming culture. You know, um, Kevin. I like how y'all keep keep blurred people. You know, in the know and and and, and man. Keep playing the games, man, because you know we'd be on Mars one day, and there's gonna be black kids on Mars one day. You know, in the colony, bored, and it's like, what Ooh, do I do? Colony. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, what do they do? Well, change their life. You know, they're like, well, wait a minute. I'm stressed. Let me play a video game and get my fingers moving. And yeah. oh, wow, look, there's all these wonderful people out here that play games like I do. Yeah, I think I think that's like been the best part about being a gamer is finding other black gamers. Does anybody yeah. want to say where people can find them? You know, McCray with your carpentry and your artistry. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. So you can you can find me because like I mostly post all of my work. On Instagram, it's McCray, M-C-C-R-A-Y, underscore, A-T, underscore, work, W-O-R-K. Cool. <laughs> okay, cool. Charles, you got something? Uh, Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just a young lawyer right now, paralegal. I'll be taking my own cases here and there. But uh, there are lawyers that game, so, and there are lawyer blurs out there. Charles, yeah. you weren't supposed to. Flex on us. You were just supposed to. Tell <laughs> where the people can hey, find you. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. You can find me. Um, let me see because I'm not Instagram savvy. So, uh, uh Smith Junior. Charles at Instagram. I'm wearing a gray suit for some reason. So, because <laughs> it was flying today, right? right. <laughs> no, you guys can catch me on uh, Facebook. Obviously, our company profile is I play games. I am always trying to, especially now during a quarantine, keep people entertained with some live productions and plays in there. Um, I take fun pictures of my gaming shirts and equipment um, on Instagram at Kevin Fair 3 Nice. Yeah. So we were so happy that you chose us to keep you company for the last few minutes. And you were rocking with the hostess with the mostest. This has been Janae, Kevin, Anthony, and Charles. And we will definitely catch you guys on the interwebs. Bye. Bye. Say bye to the people, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye to the people. (laughs) This has been a Gifted Sounds podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. For more podcasts, please visit giftedsounds.com.